Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Rhythms Podcast. So thankful that you could take time to listen today. We're thankful for you and subscribing and following and writing a review. It means the world to us. Uh, this is a podcast that's been going on for a few no- few months now out of United City, Greensboro, and our passion and desire has been from the very beginning to provide practical rhythms that orient us around the way of Jesus, to create space for us to be formed and to be shaped. And today, um, Jordan and I are going to be having a wonderful conversation about the daily office. But Jordan, how are you, first of all? Let's just start there. How are you? I am doing well. We've had a couple of sunny days this week. Uh, One or two, actually, I feel like defied whatever February is supposed to be about and almost felt like spring. Talk about a grace. (laughs) Yeah, when you said grace, I've been thinking gray because the world has been gray these last few weeks with a lot of rain and a lot of cloudiness. So yeah, ice. But it was 70 degrees yesterday and the day before that crazy beautiful Anyways, beautiful North Carolina I'm doing well excited to chat a little bit about um, just continuing our conversation on rhythms and looking at the daily office this is something Spencer and I have been um, specifically or intentionally engaged in what would you say the last four or five weeks perhaps yeah yeah we've been deeply engaged in this practice of the daily office um, it was introduced to us by Pete Scazzaro and Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, which is an incredible book. I think that's the second time that we have referenced that book on the podcast. But one of the things that he talks about is the practice of the daily office. And in our podcast today, our hope is to explore a little bit about what the daily office is, because let's be honest, that's a very foreign term. You're thinking like office as in like your workplace, or I even think about Office Depot, Office Max, you know, those stores that you go and buy, (laughs) like sticky notes and Sharpies. Um, But the daily office is a very important practice, I think, that could really um, anchor us in terms of presence and being with Jesus. And so we'll talk about what it is, how it's impacted us, and kind of where it came from. But um, like I said, we're sharing this because it's deeply impacted us specifically. Yeah. So we are, I think I mentioned four, maybe five weeks in, we're actually, as we are, are reading Pete Scazzaro's book, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. For are, a second time. For a second time, are participating in and leading um, kind of like a cohort study on the course, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, which we would highly recommend uh, has really been good. And we're just about maybe halfway through it. Uh, so really been good at I think unsurfacing some areas in our life that need attention and and the Lord kind of shining spotlights on those. So highly encourage it. But the last few weeks, I think, have been really intriguing to us. And I would say, and Spencer, I don't mean to speak on your behalf, but we probably have had some what of a rhythm of spending time with the Lord, maybe in the mornings, evenings, perhaps throughout the day uh, up into this point. But when Pete Scazzaro has encouraged the daily office, there are two, for the, for this practice in particular, two set-aside times, one morning or midday, and one, um, I think, evening or nighttime, uh, where there is a time of solitude and silence, followed by a scripture reading, and then uh, a little bit more of maybe what we would consider to be a devotional. And then there's a question asked, kind of compelling you, and it closes with two minutes of silence as well. So that's kind of the practice we've been participating in these last few weeks. One of the great things about the daily office practice is that it bookends your day. Hmm. Now, throughout 
church history, going back to the medieval period and Trappist monks and monasteries and fixed hour prayer and things like that, they sometimes had multiple hours a day that were fixed times where you would stop your literal work, a bell would ring, and you would engage in prayer and being with the Father. Um, But this is really beautiful in our life because, like I said, it's not just a morning devotional that kicks us into our day, Mm -hmm. but it actually allows us to start our day with presence and to end our day with presence. And we have just been talking on our own time about the deep impact of silencing ourselves has had on our formation. Um, It's just two minutes in the beginning of your morning daily office and two minutes at the end of your morning daily office, as well as the, the um, e- evening as well, at the beginning of two minutes and the end with two minutes. And um, the first week, two minutes felt like a long time. I don't it know about you. It still does, yeah. But I think once you get into it, though, it becomes more it natural, but it's not natural. Yeah, I think that's been the most eye-opening thing to me. Two minutes sounds like nothing. Um, I know growing up and with sports, if there was ever a short fixated amount of time like that, like two minutes, I'd think to myself, you can do anything for two minutes. You think about how quick two minutes goes when you're scrolling through social media, how quick two minutes goes when you're snoozing your alarm. But when you sit down that first week, those two minutes feel like an eternity. Why? Why do you think so? I, I think it's because it's the only time where you are intentionally seeking out silence and kind of like a clearing of the mind and what feels like hours is actually just the first time your mind has experienced outward silence and inward silence in really who knows how long could it be that it is so hard because majority of our time is through you know is um, used up by different distractions oh, or yeah. things that take our attention where in that moment the attention is fully on just being with the Lord. That makes us very restless as, you know, quote unquote productive, right. hardworking, um, instant grati- Busy. instantly gratified <laughs> Westerners. Yeah. And so it's very counter to the way. Uh, and in this cohort we've been in, this course, a lot of people have talked about just the challenge of even spending, you know, six minutes in the morning and six minutes in the evening mm-hmm. uh, amongst their day. But what Jordan and I have found is it is so centering for us to sit and to be with the Lord. And the way it starts, and Schizero encourages this, is you sit down, hopefully in an upright position. You're not laying on the bed, because I know for Jordan and I both, if we're laying down, there's a good chance that we're going to fall asleep. Silence turns to sleeping. <laughs> and we're not engaged. But to sit in a chair, you know, with a 90 degree angle, feet on the ground and just a short little prayer. Mm. And I know for me, I've been saying, Holy Spirit, draw near to me as I draw near to you. Mm. Open my ears to hear what you have to say. That's all I've been saying. And I sit there and I listen and my mind goes all kinds of different directions and places. But the... um, the visions I've been getting have been insane in this mm. time. And sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's not anything that's grandiose. You're just with the Lord. And that's really the goal of the daily office. Hmm. Yeah, I love that. I love that you said that your mind goes everywhere and that's okay. Um, and that sometimes that results in visions and dreams. And sometimes it just results in presence and, and stillness in front of the Lord. I think for me, and you mentioned earlier how the two minutes felt so long. I feel like, especially looking back in this journey and the commitment we've had the last few weeks, there came a point where, um, 
the two minutes went from feeling too long to not feeling long enough. Mm. But as the busyness of life has kind of ebbed and flowed, I definitely still have days and or weeks where I'm like, man, who knew two minutes could be this difficult? Uh, I also open up my time with a short prayer, kind of like what you had mentioned. Um, I have... I guess gone back and forth between the beauty of kind of like a recentering time in that two minutes and or more where my hope is that my mind doesn't wander and run all over the place uh, versus letting the Lord use those thoughts to guide and direct me. Yeah, it's really, really good. And really the hope with the daily office is um, fourfold. The first thing is that you stop. And that's really hard for us in a fast-paced environment where things are being thrown at us constantly. Texts, notifications, um, kids, (laughs) you know, a spouse, whatever. A leaky toilet, which Jordan and I are having to navigate right now. (laughs) Um, But you have to stop. The second thing is slow down. Slow down intentionally. Um, The third thing is to center yourself. That Mm. that, that just means engage, be focused. And that's why I think the posture and sitting upright, feet on the ground is so important. And then the fourth thing is to pause, to be with Jesus. Mm. You're just with Jesus. So so many times when we are doing devotionals or reading in the scriptures, um, we're always wanting a nugget. We're wanting something new. We want some new knowledge. And that is wonderful and good. But the core of what Jesus is after in this world is a reconciliation of presence and withness. <laughs> and he wants to be with us and he wants us to be with him and present with him. I love that. You may have heard us say before um, that though we're always focused on doing, since I believe you said achieving or productivity, the reality is we aren't human doings, we're human beings. Mm. And what it looks like to just be with the Lord. And I think that's a lot of what this time has taught me that oftentimes, as you mentioned, um, maybe past times that I thought had a similar purpose and intention were really about me showing the Lord what I'm doing and me uh, wanting to learn and achieve and aspire, which aren't always bad things, but to not have any time set aside for just silence and being in the presence of the Lord, I think has truly shifted my mindset, my heart posture, um, even the way the Lord communicates with me uh, has just, I think, totally shifted during this time. Yeah, and some of you out there are like, I am so extroverted, (laughs) and my formation with Jesus requires people all of the time, and the fact of the matter is, there is a shadow side to that, and that is oftentimes people like us, because I am highly extroverted, sometimes struggle sitting in silence, and I think it's important to be aware of your wiring and how you connect with the Lord, but also your shadow side and ways that you can grow. And same goes for those who are introverted, who are like, silence, yes, I love it. I do it all day long. You also need to be in a corporate space, in a communal space um, with other individuals. And so, again, I think for some of you, you hear silence and you're just freaking out. Um, but I think it's good to stretch ourselves in terms of um, ways that we can abide with Jesus. 
Yes. I actually have a, a quote that I had written down here by Henry Nowen that was actually a part of our daily office readings. I think in the first week or two that I have kept with me and uh, really have wanted to share with so many folks. So I'd hope that I'd have the now opportunity you now you can. <laughs> to even share with you guys on here because it, I mean, just the words, especially the first sentence or so, has just been on repeat in my mind ever since I first read it. So here's the quote by Henry Nowen says solitude is the furnace for transformation without solitude we remain victims of our society and continue to be entangled in the illusions of the false self jesus himself entered into this furnace solitude is the place of the great struggle and the great encounter the struggle against the compulsions of the false self and the encounter with the loving god who offers himself as the substance of the new self in solitude, I get rid of my scaffolding, no friends to talk with, no telephone calls to make. The task is to persevere in my solitude, to stay in my cell until all my seductive visitors get tired of pounding on my door and leave me alone. And I love what you said, Spencer, of how with different personalities, maybe solitude and silence are different levels of difficulty for each of us. But there, Henry Nowen points out that solitude is the furnace for transformation. Mm. It's the environment that allows that transformation to take deep roots in our lives and in our souls. And even Pete Scazzaro in his book, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, references this visual of an iceberg and how oftentimes we only, not oftentimes, we do only see what's mm -hmm. above the water. Right. But traditionally, the structure is so much bigger underneath. Mm -hmm. And that's really where we need to um, seek and find and dig for real transformation to take place beneath the surface. And I really think, as Nowen points out, that solitude is a furnace for that sort of transformation because no one's around for you to make the, you know, makeup or hair fixes that everybody else can see. These are deep within the soul, mm. and that is something only you and the Lord know about. And it's also important to realize that this would have been a rhythm of Rabbi Jesus praying three times a day with this fixed hour of prayer concept uh, as a Jewish rabbi and as a Jew in the first century. And we also even see Daniel in the Old Testament, in exile, in Babylon, as a resilient follower of Yahweh. Uh, amongst this pluralistic and pagan society, he, in Daniel chapter 6, we see that he prays three times a day, very intently. But maybe it's just starting with the, the, the bookend, you know, the morning and the evening. Uh, and then eventually you get to morning, midday, and evening. But we encourage you, it's been deeply formative for us to begin practicing the daily office. Uh, maybe you use the verse of the day as the, the verse that kind of anchors you. Maybe you do pick a devotional. But to start with two or three minutes of silence, and then to end each moment with two or three minutes of silence, and just be with the Lord. Um, I think that this is a very important practice for us to consider in the midst of the wilderness, in the midst of the tumult and the chaos of this current time that we're living in in society. So we encourage you to go and practice this rhythm, this rhythm of the daily office, of silence and solitude, as Spencer mentioned, the bookends of your day to kick things off and to close things out two to three minutes, um, hopefully with some sort of scripture. You mentioned the... Um, 
verse of the day that sometimes you can get on your phone. Uh, if you're going through a passage of scripture, that could be good as well. But allow the Lord to speak to you through the silence, to minister to your heart, and for you to not have to always be sharing with him your thoughts and your feelings and what you want, but allow him to kind of do the same back. We love you guys. We thank you for joining in, and we look forward to hearing how this practice shapes you as it shaped us. Thank you.